Hey there, and welcome back to the Mini Weekend. I'm your host, Jack. Let's crack a beer and get the ball rolling, Mini. Just here for the beer. Um, tonight, um, we are doing the fourth and final uh, installment of trying the beers uh, from the four-pack of um, beers my sister got me for my birthday. So, uh, shout out to my sister Molly once again. Um, super, super happy uh, to get these beers, and honestly, really, really cool and um, able. I think it's pretty cool I was able to do something like this with the podcast. So, um, yeah, so without further ado, um, the last one we are drinking tonight is actually called the Jack Savage American Pale Ale. And I got to say, I I like it. Yeah, I like it. It's it's simple. It doesn't have... It's not super tart. Um it's got good flavor. I like it. So um, for those that um, don't remember or maybe um, haven't uh, listened in the last couple of months, um, Big Wood Brewery is out of White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Uh, they're off of 4th Street. Excuse me, about a block and a half off of the main drag, Highway 61 through uh, downtown White Bear. Um, and it's actually... Um, excuse me, not very far, a mere blocks from from the late actually, and not far from a little park and public access as well. So um again if you guys haven't I urge you to try them out. Um I haven't had the privilege of trying them out this summer or spring yet, but as you Minnesota uh fans know, it's still very early. Um, in spring and summer, so uh, you know I will definitely be out there. So if you guys are out there and you see me, say hi. Um, but yeah, like I said, Big Wood, uh, Wood Brewery out of White Bear Lake. Um, their website is just bigwoodbrewery.com. And um, yeah, like I said, it's pretty simple, guys. If you haven't checked them out, go check them out. Um, looking at their website, they have some pretty, pretty cool uh, events coming up. They have a beach party this Saturday, the 20th, from 5 to 11.45 uh, p.m. Uh, the day after, they have Sunday bingo. Um, and then Tuesday, uh, the 20th, they have paint and sip peacock feather. Uh, you have to register online for that. And it looks like they only post kind of a couple events at a time. So um, you don't want to miss out on some of these kind of things. Um, they're super fun and... Um, a good way to check out a local brewery and and uh, have some fun doing something else too. So, yeah, um, I know these last couple ones we've done with them, they have something on their can. So this one says Jack Savage. It says, chances are good. You know someone just like Jack Savage. He's the kind of guy that always has a plow on his truck with a cooler in the back. If you want to hear a good fish story or need somebody to run the barbecue, you bet he's your man. Brewed with all American hops. <coughs> Jack Savage is a good time gone great. And tastes good. Um, like I said, I, you know, tasting this, I, I kind of think back to, um, I think back to, 
I wouldn't really put it quite up there with fine IPA. That was very, very good, and I'd go out of my way to get it. Um, I really like this beer. Um, it's it's weird. It looks like the Wicked X IPA. I rated it an A3, and I liked it, but I wasn't crazy about it. Um, and as much as I hate to admit it, I think I think I'd probably say a little bit the same. Obviously, this is a little different, um, you know, American Pale Ale versus an Indian Pale Ale. But I do like it. I do like it. I wouldn't make a conceited effort to go out of my way to get it, but I would go to Big Wood just to get a couple more of these or that fine IPA. So if I'm being honest with you guys, <clears throat> I would rate it higher than Wicked X IPA, but not much. So I'm going to go with... um. I'm going to go with an 8.5. I like it. It's smooth. It's an easy drink. Um, it's something you can have a couple of. And again, um, those that um, know me know... I do like beer. I'm not a huge beer drinker from the standpoint of I can just, I can only have a couple of beers. They just, they fill me up a lot more than with the hops and the wheat and all that stuff more than the, you know, the seltzers and stuff can. And do I get shit from it from my friends? Of course I do, but it is what it is. And honestly, it doesn't keep me from drinking uh, and enjoying these beers. But um, yeah, I do like it. Um, 8.5. Um, and yeah, like I said, you guys got to go <coughs> check them out. Bigwoodbrewery.com. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And they're open, excuse me, they're open Monday through Wednesday, 3 to 10 p.m. Thursdays, 3 to midnight. Friday and Saturday, noon to midnight. And Sundays, noon to 8 p.m. So go Check them out. Um, moving on to Tommy Town for the second straight off-season week in a row. We actually have some men's hockey news for you guys. So without further ado, uh, head coach Rico Blasi um, has announced the signings of six transfer players that will be joining the program for the 23-24 season that include five Minnesota natives. Yes, you heard that right, five. This announcement was just made yesterday. And the newcomers bring a collective 436 games of college hockey experience to the Purple. The group consists of four forwards, one defenseman, and a goalie. And four of the players have two seasons of eligibility remaining, which um, is huge. So we're just going to get right to the chase. The um, Tommy signees are uh, Ryder Donovan, a forward from Duluth, Minnesota, played his high school hockey from Duluth East, and he's transferring from the University of Wisconsin, where he played 88 games over three seasons and registered six goals and six assists. He is one of the players with two seasons of eligibility remaining. Uh, next on the list is Matthew Gleason from St. Paul, Minnesota. Gleason actually played high school hockey at Creighton Durham Hall. And he is transferring from Colorado College, where he played 70 games over the past three seasons, featuring 11 goals and 16 assists. <laughs> Gleason also has two years of eligibility remaining. Uh, the third signing is Liam Malmquist, 
who is from Edina, Minnesota, and you guessed it, played for Edina High School. Uh, the, this transfer um, signing is from the University of Wisconsin as well, where he played in 70 games over two seasons that featured five goals and 11 assists. Malmquist has two seasons of eligibility remaining, too. And then the last two, we have James, or sorry, that was just three. Uh, the final three, we have James Marooney is a defenseman from Chaska, Minnesota, who played for, excuse me, Holy Family Catholic. Um, is a transfer from the Ohio State University, where he played in 80 games over four seasons. He had one goal and 14 assists for the Buckeyes. And Marooney is the excuse me, is the lone transfer that only has one season of eligibility remaining. Um, the fifth signing is Noah Prokop. He is a forward from Highlands Ranch, Colorado. He is a transfer from Colorado College where he played in 62 games over two seasons that featured three goals and six assists. And he also played in 51 games over two seasons at Nebraska, Omaha, that featured two goals and two assists. Noah is the other player that only has one season of eligibility remaining. And the last signing and the lone goaltender, or non-skater, I should say, is Jake Seibel. Um, Jake is the goalie that we signed, and he's from Isanti, Minnesota, who played for Isanti Cambridge High School. He's a transfer from Niagara where he played in 14 games over two seasons and went 2-7-1 with a 3.79 goals against average and an 881 save percentage. He was also a 2021 USA Hockey Junior Goalie of the Year, winning both the NAHL Goaltender of the Year and NAHL Most Valuable Player Award in the same season. Seibel also has two seasons of eligibility remaining, so... Congratulations to all six of them. Can't wait to see them lace it up and um, hopefully can take this, uh, <coughs> excuse me, this Rico Blasi um, team to the next level. Um, no new news on um, uh, any other offseason teams, but we are not that a lot of people that I'm bringing this up might think, oh my God, Jack, it's not even spring. You're wishing summer away. I am not wishing summer away. I think it's going to be a kick-ass summer. It's going to be really fun. Um, but yesterday we did get to the 100-day mark until the volleyball season kicks off. Uh, so today, obviously, it's 99 days. Um, but, yeah, again, super excited to kind of see um, this um, these St. Thomas uh, ski, <coughs> excuse me, teams really dive into that third season and kind of become not necessarily the new Division One school and just a Division One school now. So... Um, yeah, so, um, for the softball team, there were actually a handful of awards that were announced in this last week, so without further ado, um, the St. Thomas softball freshman center fielder, Avery Wukowitz, earned the Summit League's Freshman of the Year honor, the league announced, uh, and in addition to be, being named Freshman of the Year, Wukowitz was also selected to the first team All-Summit League softball team as voted on by the Summit League head coaches. Wukowitz is the second fresh uh, St. Thomas freshman uh, to win the Freshman of the Year award following Brooke Ellistead's selection last um, season. This season, Wukowitz led the team in triples with six 
and tied her teammate Ellis at for the league lead in hits with 58, was top three in batting average with a 360 on base percentage, um, 1.033, runs scored 40, 19 stolen bases, and top five in slugging percentage at 584. So a huge, huge congratulations to um, uh, Avery Wukowicz and a bright future ahead of her. Um, and then, yeah, like I mentioned, um, both Ellisted and Wukowicz picked up all Summit League honors. Avery Wukowicz, like I mentioned, picked up a first-team All-Summit League um, nod. <coughs> well, um, Brooke Ellisted picked up a second-team All-Summit League um, All-Summit League nod. This is Ellisted's second consecutive season selection to the All-Summit League team, which is huge. She was also selected to the first team in 2022 for her freshman year, for those that might not remember. Um, and this year, she led the Summit League in batting average with um, a 384 batting average, a slugging per a three sorry 629 slugging percentage, a 1.079 OPS. Her 58 hits, 37 RBIs, and 15 doubles. Um, she also broke the single season D1 program records in OPS doubles. RBI slugging percentage and total bases with 95. So, um, a huge, excuse me, a huge congratulations to her. And um, I think the last thing worth noting, Avery Wukowitz actually broke some single season D1 program records as well in uh, hits as she um, tied uh, Brooke Ellisted, but she also. Um, holds with 22 walks, 40 runs, uh, her triples, and stolen bases. So uh, a huge congratulations to her. And then there were four gals that were just announced uh, two days ago that earned spots on the CSC Academic All-District teams. Uh, and those um, honorees were Sydney, or sorry, Katie Geltz, Sydney Mickett, Mackenzie Rudy, and Grace Bennett. Um, this, um, these four selections were made to the 2023 College Sports Communicators Academic All-District Team. Um, so really, really huge for them. Um, what is it? Mackenzie Rudy is a general business management manager who played in 26 games this year, started 20 of them. She tallied one double and one triple while bringing home five RBI uh, including four in the Tommy's first Power 5 victory over Wisconsin. Um, and um, really, really awesome to see. Uh, Gels is an entrepreneur major. Uh, Mickett is a business major. And um, who am I missing? Um, nobody. So that is... That is um, a huge, uh, uh, huge honor for all four of them. There are four of twenty-three from the Summit League named to the CSC Academic All Districts team, um, and this is actually the first group of Tommies from the D one program named to the academic team. So, um, a huge, huge, huge congratulations to all four of them, <coughs> and congratulations on a great season. Um, and then, as for the Excuse me, as for the 
uh, the baseball team, uh, they didn't do great this last week um, as they faced off against uh, Western Illinois in four games that included a doubleheader on Friday. And they won one of four games. Um, and they hope to turn things around this upcoming weekend, wrapping up the season uh, in La Cruces, uh, New Mexico playing <coughs> uh, New Mexico State. So, um, yeah, the Tommies fell 4-7 to seven in the first game of the doubleheader on Friday. Uh, their lone win came in Game 2 of the doubleheader. Uh, game 2 of the doubleheader, winning 9-8. to Seven. That's uh, Bryce Lidl. Or, or no, that's uh, Caden Kratz pick up his first win on the. Or no, sorry. I'm getting. I I apologize. Yes, saw Bryce Lidl get his first win of the series, um, or season. Um, but after that, it kind of went a little down here. Hell for the team on uh, on Saturday. They would go on to lose three. Uh, to 13 and 7 innings, and then on Sunday the 14th, um, they they dropped uh, 4 to 5 in um, Western Illinois scoring in the top of the ninth to seal the deal. So um, the team coming into these last three games is sitting at a uh, 9 and 33 record. Excuse me, a nine and thirty-three record. Which, even if they sweep, um, a New Mexico State, they will finish with twelve wins. So, obviously, is you know in you know as far as you know wins losses are concerned, um, obviously you know not not the way you want to ideally be going. But again, I I I want to do better for you guys. I don't know a ton about college baseball. I don't. For all I know. Other than, you know, the Power 5 schools, like, outside of Power 5 schools, like, the Sacramento States, you know, the Oral Roberts, you know, the Creightons, like, some of these schools that, like, I know, obviously, the Gophers are <coughs> good in the Big Ten or, you know, prevalent, um, but who knows, um, this team could have played a significantly tougher schedule this year um, outside of um, the Summit League <coughs> games. Um, but yeah, so, um, the team will actually, oh my gosh, I, I lied to you guys. Um, their, their first game was actually earlier today against New Mexico state and they actually came away with a nine or 12 to nine win a game that was played at 7 PM earlier tonight. So a big win, which actually proves to be their ninth. On the season, unfortunately, there's no, you know, even though we're doing the podcast later in the night like we usually do, there's no stats or anything like that, but still, you know, huge to get the win nonetheless, no matter how you get it. Um, but the last two games for this team will be tomorrow, <coughs> 7 p.m. Friday, and then Saturday at noon. So good luck to them. Um, hope they can, you know, go into the off offseason uh, with a couple more wins under their belt and... um well, uh, but just have to see how it goes. So, with that, that is what we have 
for the Tommy Town this uh this week for you guys. So um next up we have our local business shout out. Um I'm getting a lot better for you guys. I've started a list um, of places that I want to shout out that I haven't shouted out. And then as I find new places and stuff like that, I'm adding them to the list. So nonetheless, I figured, you know, we're getting into, you know, the golf season here. It's nice out. You know, people are enjoying the good old classic gin and tonics, um, vodka tonics. So <clears throat> with that, today's, um, today's, um, Sorry, local business shout out is Northland Vodka. Um, and what is Northland Vodka? You might ask. Long and short of it, it's a uh, it's vodka. It's um distilled. Uh, its roots uh, you can find this on the website. Uh, it's sti- distilled in Benson, Minnesota, <clears throat> within thirty miles of the organic farms on which our, their corn is grown, bottled right here in the Twin Cities. And Northland is locally owned, which means everything stays in our community because our founders are all born, raised, and reside in Minnesota. More and more importantly, for people that are wondering, excuse me, because five percent of our their profits support local Minnesota community hockey programs, Northland Vodka helps to enrich one of Minnesota's cherished uh, traditions. But don't you worry; they have a golf specific. Stuff you can do, um, and you should actually, you guys should, um, or actually, wait, you can't do this anymore. Wait, yeah, you can. Um, they actually, I'm such a moron. Um, they actually have a golf tournament coming up here, um, a week from yesterday on the 24th for those that are interested. Um, uh, it looks like, um, whole sponsor plus foursome is $9. Hundred dollars, um, so you can do that. Where uh, I'm trying to figure out here where it says it goes to, um, but yeah, go check it out. Um, you can find out more about their vodka. You can find out where you can buy it. You can obviously buy it from their website. Um, so lots of cool stuff. Like I said, I personally I've had their vodka before, and it is uh, excuse me, it's uh, it's very good. I really like it. Again, um, can't go wrong with it. So, and especially like I said, part of the reason I like doing these local business shows for you guys is for you guys to know some of these cool places just in our own backyard. I'll be completely honest with you guys. Some of these places that I have shouted out, I've never even heard of, but I have more of an interest in, and um, have checked out since. Fortunately for Northland, I, I have heard of them before, and their vodka is very good, so you can bet your butt now that it's nice out to enjoy uh, the nice weather and watching the kiddo run around. I will definitely be getting some more of Northland vodka. <coughs> so I apologize. I'm fighting a little tickle in my throat tonight, guys. Um, but go check them out, northlandspirits.com. They can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So... Um, If you haven't tried it before, go try it and let me know what you think.